Viewers going deep down the field. Worthy hangs on and steps out of bounds inside the 10. Baxter again, and this time he's in. The freshman with the first score of the spring game for the White Squad. Blue with plenty of running room, sprinting through the defense. Oh, number of defenders, and Jaden Blue is in for the touchdown. Viewers over the middle, and that one hauled in by A.D. Mitchell. And again, Murphy heaving it down the field. This time it's caught by John T. Cook, and he's off to the races. Did you miss us, folks? We've been gone for quite some time. Last time we were on this podcast, I was still battling a hangover from our trip to Austin. <laughs> and, and, for what it's worth, you were doing that. And we were part of a podcast network. <laughs> oh, we were part of a podcast network. Now we are no longer part of said network because... Things happen. Nothing we did. I hope Nothing, we get no, You gotta say it because it sounds like something we did. We didn't do anything. Oh no, we we didn't do anything. We they folded. They they folded, and we were kicked to the curb. And I hope we get paid. I really hope we get paid because we deserve to get paid, folks. We deserve to get paid for your entertaining. Oh, your entertainment. I can't speak. So good news for everybody. No more draft king. Uh, oh, no more news. draft king reads. <laughs> yeah, no more draft king reads. We're back to where we were. Uh, four months ago. Five months ago, it wasn't even so that bad. long. I don't even know. Time, Whatever, time the same. circle. I don't. I don't. There's what? What is the concept of time at this point? You're telling me. Uh, so, but let's talk about the important thing. Spring game. Spring game happened on Saturday. I was not there. Although, if you saw our tweets, it looked like I was there. I was not. That was Creighton. Creighton was tweeting constantly. I applaud him for doing so because I was freezing my ass off on a golf course in Lincoln for a scramble event. I did win the long drive on hole four, though. Just saying. Three ten. Baseball players. Three ten. Hey, I have a. That's what it is. Okay, the wind was also blowing. The wind was also blowing same direction. So like, okay, so you probably got another sixty yards with a carry. I so. Hey, I have a pretty bad driver too. You know, I can't wait till you come up here, Crane. Come up here and see. No, I fully expect you to like hit the ball far. You're a baseball player. That's what they do. They hit the ball far. Technique sucks, but they hit the ball far. Yeah, we won't talk about the short game. But yeah, so I was doing that. Creighton was having fun in Austin, though, and apparently great spring game. Yeah, I think everybody walked away, like, really excited. It's definitely the, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Haven't even even began the episode, and I'm already doing this. Stop! It's the no. water bottles. Back, I took my glasses baby. off. Everybody. I, I'm okay, glasses. no, seriously though, no, spring game was I fun. Took them off and I put them down, and <laughs> that stupid water bottle. I'm gonna have to give it a cut of this Pigskin Podcast Network check that we're supposed to be getting. <laughs> gonna have to give it a cut. So if it's gonna keep interfering with my podcasting, the the uh, it's a very okay, talented put these player back in on. podcast. It's a very talented yeah, no player. Kidding. But no, but spring yeah, game twenty one about, to ten. I mean, white I, I, if, I have, oh. if I had no no no, no I'm not done yet. If I had to put those, oh if gosh. I had to put the the uh, the water bottle on the same level of a Texas player, I'd probably put it on either Gilbo's level or Watts's <laughs> level. Somewhere around there. Just one of those guys. Or if we oh. want to kick it back some, you know, farther, Anthony Cook, you know, that's about where I feel about with hey, this water bottle. Watts is going to be one of the best corners in the in the Big 12 this year, so mm, get yeah, him off that list. But the I other two, okay, Anthony Cook, too. All those guys I've heard in the past. Blake Giddy, I've heard it all. Don't worry. I know. Oh I've been through it. They've all been great. They're all going to be great. I get it. I totally are, are understand. Gary Gilbert's going to be great. Anywho, I, continue. Now you got me on a rant because of the water bottle. We apologize for that. Five this... minutes in, and we could have been talking about the spring game, <laughs> spring game, but you had to, you had, you had to. Are, are you I'm done, Creighton? I'm done now. You're done now. Okay. I just want to let you know the consequences of your actions. Okay. I apologize to the viewers at home. We will get back on track. Spring game. White defeats Orange 21 to 10. Creighton, you were there. You know what were you seeing out there on the field? Let's start. Let's start from the offensive standpoint. First of all, it was hot. Okay, really hot. Yeah. Everybody, there was the way DKR is constructed. Almost basically any stadium, but I mean, like the overarching area from the top seats over the bottom seats 
is almost like I think it's like six rows I counted. Um, I've never had like the I've never had the like time to ever like sit and look at it, but like that's what it has to be. So my whole point to that is everybody in the stadium was basically getting sun. The sun was not on one side; it was smack dab like in the middle of where we were. So everybody was getting burned. Um, also, that was my first time seeing the south end zone. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a reason that 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 cost a pretty penny. That thing is gnarly. Anyway, the Longhorn also looks a lot better in person. That less, the, uh, the cut like a uterus. Yes. Like a I was thinking that when I was looking at it. I was. It looked a lot better in person. So that was my first time seeing the South End Zone. Uh, every other time I've ever been there. It's always just been the bleachers. It's a really nice change of scenery. Uh, anywho, so offense. I think everybody was pleasantly surprised with how good the offense was. Um, and to be fair, it should be expected. You have just off of the quarterback positions, you have two five stars. Up until he committed to Texas. You had two back-to-back best players uh, in like the recruiting process, number one players in the recruiting prospect uh, process. They knocked Arch down basically after he committed to us and put what's his face up there, Joe, the the Hawaiian. Yeah, right? he's at Tennessee, right? Yeah. I don't want to pronounce his name wrong, but um, God, I hope he's Hawaiian. No, he is. Yeah, I'll look it up. Continue. I'll look it up. Anyways, he's got to be right, but. You have those guys. You have Xavier Worthy, who's coming back. He's got a new number. You got Jordan Whittington, who foregoed, forewent, sorry, his his NFL draft, I guess, future for the time being, and came back to Texas. You have him. You have a slew of running backs and Jaden Blue, Cedric Baxter, you know, Jonathan Brooks, for what it's worth. And your offensive line, I believe everybody has returned. So there was no reason to believe that this offense wasn't going to be good and i think that's what everybody kind of came into the day like trying to see is like does it look like we've actually progressed like we were supposed to be uh in the off season or did we regress and i am here to say and i think that you could see it on tv but especially in person that the offense is definitely the best that they've been in the sark era and that is really encouraging and you can tell that i don't think that it's now to be fair, you got to go out there and win, and we could have a whole different discussion at the end of the year, Joe, if we're sitting six and six. That that would lead to problems. But at the time being, the comment that Sark made about this finally being his team, and it seems like his team after three years, seems true. Seems completely true. I mean, Quinn Ewers, other than like the one pass at the beginning of the game, which you could chalk up to a lot of things, he literally hasn't like had any kind of competitive, really hard competitive snaps. Uh up until this point, it's what the spring game is for. And the one he threw into, into you know, traffic, he, other than that, he did really good. And we'll get into some of the highlights of the other players here in a bit, but for the starter's sake, everybody, like, everybody looked at, I was like, he had a good game, he had a good game, he had a good game, he had a good, guy, a good game. Everybody was doing great. And I thought that that was really encouraging, that it's, that it felt like Sark, through the... F- so on months that we've had, what, four months now? Feels like he's gotten his team to improve a lot, just on the offensive side. Real quick, uh, it is Nico Iamalevea. There you go. And uh, he is Polynesian, but he's from LBC, bro. <laughs> Where's that? There's so oh, that's trouble the, that's the high school. That's the high, that's the high school, Long isn't it? Beach County. He's wait. Is he from Hawaii or is he from L? <laughs> He's from LBC, bro. Word to Snoop Dogg. I know. Why did you say Hawaii then? No, I didn't say Hawaii. I said he's not Hawaii. He's oh. not from Hawaii. He's Polynesian though, so probably well, Hawaiian descent. That's probably true. I, that's probably okay. But well, I grew up in. for not getting you correctly right that you're not from Hawaii. He's from Long Beach. I'm glad you looked that up. You're, Anyways, you're, offense. you're still got the water bottle in your head. I got gotcha. you. It's okay. <laughs> No, offense looked great. I think offense looked... I mean, I don't know. how many. Have you gone back and watched the game again? I watched a little bit of it uh, since I did miss most of it, freezing my ass off golfing. Uh, man. That it's running hard. back room. Right. <laughs> it's right. going to be something special. And it's, I, it's, 
Oh, I don't no, even continue. think. You think Brooks even is the starter at this point? You know what? I was thinking about that. Not only do I not think he's the starter, he's play. I think he's the third string. You think? Let me let me see. Let me see if we're we can channel each other's thoughts here. You're thinking Baxter, Blue, Brooks. Yeah. Yep. Like that's what it looked like. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Jalen if <laughs> Jalen Blue. J- why Jayden? can't I say it? I Jayden know. Why can't Blue. I say it? Jaden, thank you, Lord. Jaden Blue. I think it's because I got a Jalen Ford article pulled up. Anyways, Jaden, Lord, um, did so good. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a bunch of snaps, actually, in this season. I mean, he showed out. And Cedric Baxter, while he's not a, I, I, I think it was evident right off the bat that Bijan Robinson is incredibly special. I think it didn't take anybody long to realize, wow, like we had a really good player. Did like we, a really, really good player. Did we play Moneyball and replace Bijan Robinson with yeah, three? Two, that's what with it feels three, like. With three players? <laughs> three. Three divide them. Yeah. Um, that's what it, it like. It, it's crazy. Like watching that entire game, you're like, wow, Bijan Robinson was like, you start to realize like the cuts that he makes, which I think is going to be really fun to watch in this NFL, speaking of with the draft coming up. The cuts that he makes, like when you're watching other running backs do that stuff, you're like, ah, Lee, that's a lot. Like, that's crazy that he's still able to do that because they can't do that stuff. They can do it pretty okay. They can't do it like him. And I think that it's a good place to be because you can easily lose a player like Bijan Robinson in your running back room and then go completely south, don't have anybody. But they did a really good job at being able to recruit and getting guys who I think won't be the star like point of the team, but man, like I wouldn't, I, I would be shocked if they can't carry their own in the season. I think, I think we're not going to have any issues with the running back room. And I think that's the point that you needed to have uh, going into this year. Can we just not have any issues with those guys? Oh yeah. I, think you... I don't think I saw no issues whatsoever. And speaking of no issues, another room where we don't have any issues is the wide receiver room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go and say it. This Kool Aid drinking. I'm sorry. I'm gonna do it. it yeah, no, I've already been drinking. Say it. Go, After, go, ahead, was... go ahead and say it. What am I gonna say? You're gonna drink it. You're drinking it. I know, but what am I about to say about the wide receiver room? Best in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, let's <laughs> go ahead and like, like let's just. That's what yeah, it is. You hear that, Marvin Harrison Jr.? You guys suck. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that's when Brendan Thompson's transferring. And he was pretty good. He was going to probably show out this year, but he looked at the freshman coming in and he said, oh, dear God. Mm-hmm. And I think he wanted to do track too, and I don't think he was going to be able to do both because of how tough the talent is here in the wide receiver room. You have, you know, X Oof. without a broken hand. Again, sorry, X. Uh, you have Isaiah Nayer coming back from ACL injury. You have A.D. Mitchell who made a great one-handed catch in the end zone. You have John Tay Cook, who had a great touchdown grab. You have Ryan Niblett, who is also speedy and has good hands. What do you? What? How do you play? How do you do this? You just rotate everyone in and out, like. And you have one of the most reliable catchers. Jordan Whittington, the, yeah, exactly. Like, so what do you do? Do you just rotate people in and out? Are we gonna start running a West Coast offense? Are we gonna just aerate it out because now we. Oh my, like this offense is poised to be the best offense in the nation because you can throw yeah. it if Quinn can hit his throws, you can throw it, you can throw it wherever you want. And then when they're playing the throw, you just run it down their throats with Baxter, Blue, or Brooks. Which he clearly has because he didn't have a single issue in that game with over the head throws. Matter of fact, the first one he had that was a bomb to the left corner of the field was I mean, you could, you're like, okay, this kid has clearly been practicing that. Like it was, it was, it was perfect. Like it, and that's, that's why, that's why you recruit him so hard is because it does not take him that much effort to learn how to do that. He is that skilled of a player and with the other quarterbacks, you know, but sticking with the wide receiver room. Yeah. It's, uh, what I, I mean, first of all, we could go down a list with Jordan Whittington. If I had to chalk up somebody that's going to be the most reliable receiver this year, and I think will probably be 
the guy that we look to the most, it's going to be him. I'd never have a doubt in my mind that he can catch the ball. I think he can get any ball he wants to. He's also pretty quick, and he's a, he's huge, man. He is so big now. Um, I remember watching him in the in the Quero game in the championship. Gobblers. And it's just, yeah, that's right. Go Gobblers. And it's crazy to think like how much bigger he's gotten over the course of his career at Texas. I mean, he's huge. And so you have him. And then you have Xavier Worthy, who it is obvious when he is not injured. I mean, that is a that is such a good player. So you, would you say he's... 100%. Yeah, he was 100% injured last year. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's obvious. Like, he is so good. Oh, God. And we, I won't be shocked we are mad. if... We are bad. We are bad oh, oh, we're awful. But this is what happens. This is... But, <laughs> Why didn't he uh, say and, anything? <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? I'll, we'll come back to this towards the end of the podcast, and we'll talk about the Kool-Aid and why it's fair to do this. But, yeah, it's... It's obvious with Xavier, like when he's not hurt, I mean, that kid is a, is a first rounder, I think. And then I'm not even there yet with Isaiah. Uh, it's going to be fine. He's going to be great. Like he's just another, he's quick. Jontae Cook, by the way, uh, who is, it was one thing to burn people in, in high school, like to be in DeSoto and burn people there. He's quicker than anybody else on the team. I mean, he's wow. just fast. He's so fast and he can catch the ball. It, he's. I won't be shocked if he's the if he ends up being the freshman that contributes the most. Like you know, we always have like every year. There's always that one freshman on the team where you like. He you don't even realize he's a freshman because he's just doing bet, so much. Yeah, I'd bet it, money he'll be the top freshman. So it'll be exactly. it'll be Nayer, Whittington, Worthy, Mitchell, Cook. Oh, I'm and telling this, you, man, and, we're gonna have like four or five. Or, we're gonna just have to aerate it out, man. And a, and whole, bust and out the Mike set. Leach playbook. That's right. And then the one guy that I think is a steal and I cannot believe he left Georgia, but I'm glad he did. Let me tell you about this guy, AD Mitchell, man. I mean, wow. <laughs> like, the, the catch is one thing, the one headed catch, but I mean, that's watching him for the entire game. It seemed pretty like that just seemed like pretty casual. You know, uh, he's so good. He's so he's, I think he's so much better than a lot of people were expecting him to be on his transfer like he you know when he was at georgia i mean yeah he was but everybody that's at georgia is you know like an ad mitchell so you kind of get you know lumped in with everybody i don't don't know he wasn't gonna be the he was he was gonna be the number one this year but last year he was he was maybe number three exactly and it's and it's insane because i watch him i'm like god bless like thank the lord that i'm not having to play against him because he can go like Jordan Whittington. He's more athletic than anybody I think on the team. I mean, on the wide receiver group, uh, and he can go catch a ball, if not the same, better than Jordan Whittington can. It's crazy. So I think if you throw it in his vicinity, I think he can go get it wherever you want, one-handed, off the side. I think. I mean, it. I was excited to see him like play. I am so excited. Now let's talk the weakest group of the bunch. The O-line. Which is funny, because they have everybody returning. Well, I'm a hurt. DJ Campbell. True. Out for weeks with a wrist surgery, broken wrist, something like that, I think. Um, it's time to stop the Cam Williams experiment. Put him where he's good. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And I saw people talking about this on Twitter. It is better to have someone elite at one position than decent at two. No, it's true. So I agree. either either force him to... Be a guard. Learn how to be a guard, or keep him at tackle. Kelvin Banks gonna be fine. Kelvin Banks. Kelvin Banks. We're not. I'm not even gonna mention Kelvin Holy Banks smokes. because he's he's fine. He looks good. He's fine. Holy smokes! What a guy. <laughs> and then Jake Majors, fine. Looks good. Center, fine. But I think you gotta you gotta either find a guard or make one of them a guard and say this is you you need to get to this weight you need to learn these steps you need to get this down because you got plenty of time you got all summer and figure it out and i'm not gonna act like learning how to play a guard is easy probably in the words of ron washington it's incredibly hard (laughs) but man moneyball references today huh and uh so, but you have to you have to set your line. You have to set your line at this point. And we got at least two positions down pat. Hudson Cole's pretty good too. I think I like him. You don't or you do? No, I do. I do. You like I'll... him. I think he 
Is are they moving him around at all or no? Not really. Okay, so he needs to just I mean maybe get a little better at his position because he's not bad, but there there were some things. I'm my my whole point around that is there were a lot of collapsing pockets. And yeah, so, and that was the one thing that people had said, and it was you could see was that you were like, ah, like that probably should have been able to get through there, like collapse here, collapse but, here. That no, it's that's a good point. But Kyle floods, Kyle flood, so I'm not entirely worried, especially and because, I, like I said, they got yeah. the whole summer. I do think that that's what I was about to say. I do think that there's something to say about it being April, and I had mentioned this the other day that I think I I believe with these guys it'll be especially with the the experience they have i would be pretty shocked joe if if it's not cleaned up by that first game like it'd be weird if it wasn't you know that would be i think that'd be i think they'd be pretty bad if it wasn't i mean these are guys that have played three four years that that, you know like together with the same system and exactly and you can't and you can't figure it out they should be they should be able to and i think that that's what it was was just the first time really getting in the trenches uh and I, you know, I covered one of these games in 2019. It was one of the year. It was the year that Ohio State was really, really, really good. It was also the Joe Burrow year. But uh, or was it 2018? 2018. Sorry, it was the year before. But it was I covered Ohio State at AT&T, you know, stadium. You were there too, but you came in late. Uh, were you? Yeah, you were. You were there. You covered the game. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was Ohio State TCU. So yeah. you came. So and we yeah, were so watching came, Texas USC on our computers. Right, so you came in. You came in late, but I, you know, I, I, I came in a couple hours early, like I usually would, and I was on the field watching these guys, and I watched their O line for quite some time, and I just marveled at the fact of how big they were. They were so massive, and that was what brought me. Like when I was watching on Saturday, I was like, okay. Is the talent level there yet? I don't know. We'll see. But the size, the size reminded me of a team that was as good as like that 2018 Ohio State team and other teams. Like the size is there. And that's like, I don't think we have to, these kids are big. You can't Kelvin, coach. Ba- Kelvin Banks. Yeah, he's on. It's weird to see him in person because you're just like, he makes, honestly, he makes Coburn look pretty small. <laughs> like that's, it's, that's, it's Snacks is big. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's and maybe it's because Snacks wasn't in the pads and he was on the sideline. But it's like, I just, I was marveling at the fact of how big that offensive line is. So if they can figure it out, I don't, I think it's going to be really fun. I think, and with the running backs, if they can hold their own, Joe, I mean, we, we have a, we have a good look inside here on the offensive, you know. I'm, yeah. And we haven't even gotten to quarterbacks yet. Well, well. I was going to save that for best for last because yeah, exactly. everyone wants to know. Um, and so I was actually going to move us into defense because that collapsing pocket, I, I had a friend, he's no you fan, reach out to me. He said, he said, I can't tell if your O-line is that bad or your D-line is that good. And you know what? I think I think the D-line is that good. Yeah, because the best that's, that is very hard to do against absolute monsters on the offensive line. And like, like real quick, you can't, you can't coach size, can't coach speed, but you can coach them, their technique, their footwork, what their, their assignments. So I think you're right. I think they're going to be okay. Let's go to the defensive side though. Oh, that defensive line looks a lot better than last year. And last year's defensive uh, front seven was dominant against the run. So I'm, I am, I am already excited. Yeah, they're every everything about them is is just like a a notch better this year. And it's it's so cool to see like guys like Devondre Sweat look so comfortable uh down there and you could tell that they've really put an emphasis on like everybody really on the line, offense and defense. Getting that like, getting super strong, super big. It's I I hope we're not in a situation in like December where we're having to say, God, they just can't get to the quarterback. Cause right now it looks like, I mean, obviously they're going to like, they're going to go up against some pretty good teams, but still like I, I look at them and be like, okay, it's like they should be able to pretty much hurry up the quarterback almost on every play. I mean, they collapse very well and they're quick and they're big and like you said earlier, like the technique that these guys, it, it's just, you can tell the difference 
and this is what I give Sark a lot of credit for. Now it's got a results and wins, like we said earlier, but you could tell that they have really, really done a great job at teaching these kids on how to actually improve in football. Something that we, I'm going to do it. We definitely didn't see in the Charlie Strong years. Oh! And we only, and we only saw, we only saw a little bit in the Tom Herman years, a little bit of a different situation here. Like you could tell that they have actually understood, understood what's going on. They get it. It's working. And that was exciting. The, uh, the defensive line is the best it's been in a while, in a while. Indeed. And the linebackers, yeah, we lost Marvin and Overshawn. Jalen Ford is poised to have Not another even, big right. year. Ooh. He hasn't missed a step nope. at all. And then you have the young guns, Anthony Hill. Anthony Hill is the Micah Parsons of the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> oh, Creighton. Oh, Creighton. That kid. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me, Creighton. Tell me. And you know what? what's so cool about him is like he walks around like he like he knows he knows where he stands on the totem pole and he walks around like in a good way. But the minute like he gets on the field and it's just like every play you look at, you're like, oh, there he is. He's in the middle of that. There he is again. Oh, he got pass breakups, tackles, open field. The open field tackling was really good. Uh, minus the and I think it was a Jaden Blue situation. I think he was just that. I think he's yeah, that, that good that, of a that runner. Was, that was pretty good. That was a good cut. I think he's a good runner because yeah, I was going to say like I went back and looked at it. And I was like, okay, actually the cut was 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 pretty darn good. So Anthony Hill, they did a tremendous job getting him because not only is he like talented, he's got that like he's a he's a kid and he's got that leadership poised to him already, and you could just tell he oozes with confidence, and I like that, and I think that that's something that. Some people have like in Texas have really like have missed. I think some you know like this kid like walks out knowing he's like the best, and I like that. And you, it's it's so. I'm excited to see what he does in the season, man, because I think he is going to really disrupt a lot of guys. And I'm not sure there's anybody when I look at the schedule of the Big Twelve. I don't know if there's any quarterback that's going to be able to handle what he brings to the table. Given the fact that he's got a lot of help around him, he doesn't have to do it all by himself. He's got Jalen Ford right next. He's got Jalen Ford right next to him, and he's and you have the edges like Colton Vasek, the young guys coming in and kind of making a name for themselves already. And he, I think, he's going to be something special too. You know, home hometown kid right out of Westlake. So it, the edges are good. The line's good. The linebackers are good. Let's talk about the situation with our secondary. <laughs> How does that look, Creighton? That's going to be a TBD. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Janae, Barron, Janae Barron had a pretty no, some solid games last year. Good. Good players. But with these guys, it given what they are, and, and I will say, on first look, they look like they've improved a lot. But I'm going to hold my judgment on that back line until the first game of the season maybe even the first three because then you'll have a look at rice alabama and then wyoming i will hold my judgment till then because it's so i've gone both ways with these guys and i'm not gonna fall into the trap again i think it's a tbd right now i think you can definitely take the fact that they have improved i think you can be confident in that it's clear that there are no they're not near as well just looking around with their heads cut off for the ball but i'm not gonna i don't want to go too far on that one because i think there's still one a lot of work two i think we still they have a lot to prove and but i will say that it feels like everybody's pretty confident in them so you could take that for what it's worth yeah no i think there should be that confidence however oh. However, I will say, watch out for everybody back there for your jobs. Because there is one player who I think is already better than most of them. Malik Muhammad. Oh! These kids from DeSoto, man. And even though Malik went to South Oak Cliff, but he's from DeSoto. They've got something. He was... He was great. He was great. It shows you why he was rated out of five star. He was the guy that I was probably, if I had to, like out even like over Arch, 
over Malik, over Jordan again, any of these guys. I think Malik Muhammad was the one player that I was like more excited to watch than anybody else. And he didn't disappoint at all. And so if I was back there, I'd, I'd be worried, man, that he would come for my job because he, he, he'll close you down. He will close you down. And he is the, he is the most talented. Uh, I, as I'm saying this, it's funny. Cause I'm like saying it and I'm, I don't even have to think twice about it. Like it's so obvious the most talented DB we've had in quite some time, not saying too much. Right. But he's, but it's, it's the fact that we finally got a guy that I think is up there. Now we have forgotten people who've joined the team. Transfers. Jalen Catalan. Yeah. from Arkansas and Gavin Holmes from Wake Forest both guys that were going to be highly touted at their respective schools this year so mm -hmm. to which I say bring it seriously yeah. like I hope I hope you can be like I hope I hope you can be what you're supposed to be because you're gonna be like you'll have a chance you will have a chance to play right off the bat if you were that good it seems like Hands we down. have it seems like we have more depth back there this year and I like that oh yeah easily so easily everything's and, everything's yeah. oh go ahead i was just gonna say like and you could tell like that was like and i think we had mentioned that when they were like during the signing days like how good that yeah they got great players but they stopped doing the thing where they just got like all five-star athletes yeah and instead they like oh, they like i know they drafted for team needs and you can tell like instantly like how much that helped because you look around and you'd be like okay well if we lose him he's right there like this guy's here like everybody like everybody on the team I would consider worthy of starting, and even Michael Taft got some got some got some snaps. Michael he Taft, hey, star recruiter, that's for sure. Heck yeah! And speaking of one of the guys he recruited, let's start, let's end this with the quarterbacks because everyone wanted to see Quinn, everyone wanted to see Malik finally off his injury, and then of course the one, the only, Charles Wright. <laughs> I'm hey, kidding. I'm sorry, hey, Charles. Like his I, family I still... was so excited when he got the play. Oh, that oh, that's so nice. I wish he wasn't <laughs> stuck behind two five stars and the no three five stars. Oh, three God. five stars. Charles, why didn't you go to SMU, dude? I want to see you succeed. Hey, he enjoys. He, they, they're. I mean, like it's one of those things. I mean, where, like you're not not the best player, but everybody's like your best friend kind of yeah. guy. They're like, I, I can't see you. Like you don't play, but I can't see you like not on the team. Like that's the kind of like, yeah. that's what he seems. Well, to he's going to get a degree from the university of Texas and he gets all the perks that's what of being matters, on the kids. football team. Cause I looked at first. I mean, I looked at, I took a tour of Nebraska's stadium and facilities. And I said, if they came to me and said, Joey, would like you to just be our backup, backup, backup tight end. I would take it in a heartbeat. <laughs> In a heartbeat, I would one hundred percent all the gear, all the they have a juice bar. I'm sure Texas has stuff better than that, but like, oh, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, uh, a juice bar, juice bar, yeah, juice bar. And so, wow. you know, though everyone want to see Arch Manning. Uh, real quick, so let's start with Quinn. Much more improved. Yeah. Oh, and like easily can tell. Um, outside of the one throw. It's like his decision-making is way better. And you know what I was just thinking about him as I looked at his numbers for the game? Like, is there anybody else that you can think of that, like, can, like... And maybe it's because of how, like, highly, you know, publicized he was through South Lake and now. But is there anybody else that can go 16-23 for 200 yards, Joe, and win the game by 11 points and you barely say anything about him? Uh, no. Like, God, it feels like, like, every time you look at him, you're like, you know what? He didn't have that bad of a game, but nobody ever talks about it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because everyone's expecting him to go out and literally do a Vince Young Rose Bowl every game. Oh, my God. But <laughs> that's what it feels like sometimes. Do, do the 200 each. Do the 200 yeah, yeah, rushing, 200 say, get, passing. Get a two-piece for each side of the ball. I, I mean, for, for running and pass. I mean, for running and throwing. Give me five touchdowns. What are you it doing? It just feels like, I mean... Yeah. But like sixteen to twenty three for two hundred yards, that'll win you a football game, would it not? Yeah, it wins you a football game, especially if the running game's on point, the defense is on point. That wins you football games. That wins us football games last year. But he but didn't, works way he, better. He didn't do that yeah. against Ohio, Oklahoma State and no, he did not. TCU. So I digress. Decision making's but, better. Okay, good. I think, um, I'll say I do think that his injury played a 
played a pretty good factor. Is he okay? His... Did he see a psychologist over this offseason? Oh, I hope so because now he, I mean, like he slings that ball just so. See, it's like I, it's I really like a Madden. It's it, like a Madden football game. I think it's it was crazy. a mental thing. I really do think it was a mental thing because he got he got hit hard. He got driven into the turf by Dallas Turner, and I think it messed with his mentals. So maybe his arm was okay, but mentally he was not there. And it, you know the yips. Well, I might. Yips. I think he might have maybe had the yips, except it wasn't. You know, I can't throw a screen pass. It was I can't throw the deep ball. And I'm scared to get hit, so I'm going to keep my feet moving. But like you said, better footwork, better decision making. Seems to be over it. Yeah, he he could, he just seems way more confident uh, back there. And it, what I like about him is like every every play that he was a part of, like he was like smiling after the fact. You can tell he's like having a really really fun time here. And so it like one of the thoughts that I had when I like probably halfway through the third quarter, I was like, how bad. Did the Tom Herman situation have to be for this kid to not want to come here? Because yeah. it's clear that this is like he's having fun. He freaking enjoys being at Texas. Like this is his thing, and it's just crazy to me. I look at it and I'm like, that's gotta be like it's gotta be. It would have been really bad for him to say, you know what, I'm gonna go to Ohio State because you watch him now and you just can't picture him anywhere else. Now, what if he was happy because? His face and head were cooler because he doesn't have all that hair anymore. Maybe that's I will why say it probably so felt good. <laughs> it probably felt good. He had longer hair than I did, man. And guys, I got long hair. Yo, he's got, uh, Creighton's got long hair. But if you haven't he, seen Creighton's long hair, it's long. Um, he he got he. It was. I'm sure. I, I was making this point too. I said, you know what? I was like the art. The arch trajectory on his balls probably look a lot better because it's like when he when he comes back with the football to fling it forward, he doesn't have so much weight holding on. <laughs> Well, speaking of long hair, speaking of long hair, uh, someone who has really nice long hair, Malik Murphy, back on the field, and he looked good. Apparently, you say winner, winner of the game, winner of the game wow. on either side of the ball. I think that this was the one guy that I think unanimously, unanimously too. Everybody came out of the spring game and went, "Wow, like, sheesh, what a player!" And let me tell you, ah, he's. He's huge. He is so big. I even texted you and I said, "What?" I said, "I said, what are they giving him?" I said, "I said, I said we need to test him for like." Everything. Don't really please for the love of God. I couldn't take that. But, <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, but like, golly, like I walked up there, um, towards like the uh, the rail just to watch these guys up like up front practice not an hour before and. I could not believe the size of him. He is so big. And then when he gets up there, on the, how big was Cam Newton? Mm, six five, six four. But like That's what he is, two, man. Two, some, 240 or something like that. That's what he is. Like I was about to say, like he. Malik, Malik's just, six seven. I mean, and you can. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's it. Like he lines up, and he just towers over everybody. And poor Charles Wright. <sighs> I. I to be like credit to him he is his name has come up a lot more in this podcast than i thought it was going to but poor charles wright who like literally is like practicing next to malik murphy and looks like <laughs> looks like a dwarf I, mean, I think he's my height too i think charles wright's six foot six one six two yeah, he's six one he's six one two hundred pounds i wish i was 200 like, pounds but yeah that that's ooh, <laughs> next to a six seven dude yeah he looks like he looks like the hobbit oh, and god it was remarkable, but everybody came out of the out of the game saying like, "Okay, Quinn Ewers, starting quarterback. He's probably he's the best like overall talented quarterback, but Malik Murphy has the best arm." Yeah, like I'm really excited to say that like everything that we have said on this podcast about just wait, just wait. He's gonna be like you'll see. Just let him get healthy was true. Everything was validated. Uh, not even in the whole entire game. It took about a quarter. It only took a few snaps, like a few drives for everybody to be like, yeah, okay, he's he's what we thought he was going to be. He's legit. Now, now, does it become an issue if Quinn starts faltering? Or do you just make the switch like we were calling for last year? I I, 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 I would feel it, – it, it feels like this. After he's now shown what he can yeah, do. I because I, I will tell you, I tell you, and I know it wouldn't work last year because he was still hurt. 
But I think this is this year with the quarterbacks we have, you need to make the switch because that cost us several games. So it's so weird because it's obvious that Quinn Ewers is is QB one. Right. Like it 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 took it took twenty minutes to figure that out. Like I know like everybody was talking about Arch Manning and is there actually a quarterback battle? It was evident within the first hour that that was actually that was and as many things are was just a media infused uh narrative it was clear that that was never actually discussed in training camp i mean training camp lord nfl in spring practice like never um quinn is qb1 and it's so to your question it's hard for me to say because it feels like they're so fixated on like quinn 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 he's gonna be the guy like start but the way malik murphy was able to handle his offense and the way he throws the football you feel it felt like so you felt so calm and relieved when he was in there like nothing was going to have an issue and that was what was so like i think boggling to me was like every time he came in i was like okay he'll make the right decision i'm not worried about it like i felt so just calm about everything when he was in and so i wonder if we get into the same situation we did last year god i hope we don't have two early losses and we're sitting here having to wonder if Quinn Ewers is the guy. I don't, do you pull the trigger? I'm not sure because they're so sold on Quinn, but Malik clearly is a more than capable starting quarterback. I think it's safe to say Arch is going to be uh red shirting. Oh yeah. No, he, I, I think that one, I think everybody realized that too. It seemed like he already kind of knew that. But, and but, but speaking of Arch, tell me he got a standing oh. ovation. So this is what's cool about this is that first of all, the kid is going to make a ton of money off the Jersey sales. Oh, I'm, okay? I'm getting mine in July. I'm getting mine I mean, in I, July. Mine, mine is mine is sitting right behind me as we speak. <laughs> um, they sold out completely. There was wow. a Quinn, there was a Quinn Jersey. There was a Overshun Jersey from last year that they were trying to sell. And Overshun's going to the draft. Remember that? Yeah. There was an X Jersey. And there was Arch, and Arch sold out, and nobody else did. Arch sold out before the game had even, like, the doors had barely opened. So, it's, like, he is he is a more than marketable quarterback. His family's cool. Uh, I think everybody's going to love having the Mannings as part of the Texas family. Uh, Cooper was a blast to sit next to, uh, just like watching everybody interact with him and watching him interact with everybody. It was really fun to see. And I've never seen this before, Joe. Uh, I don't think ever. He walks on the field and the entire stadium, which, which was really cool. The stadium was, was more, I would say it was more full than the time we went. Okay. And that was one of the, and that, and you know how full that was. That was after the sugar bowl year. Like it was really like, the level was like the expectations were really high. So everybody came. I think it was more packed than that. I mean, they filled up almost both sides on each in, on each sideline, which I've never seen before, but everybody stood up and clapped for him as he walked out for the first time. I've never seen a quarterback at the age of 18 get a standing ovation like that. That's impressive. Have you? No, I have not. And I don't think we ever will again until Peyton's kid gets, goes to college. But uh, what's his name? I don't even know his name. I don't, he's not even like old enough to really be a factor at this point. But give it fifteen years, we'll see him all <laughs> over the recruiting boards. Um, as for the gameplay, though, it was very clear. Arch is eighteen years old and should still be in high school, getting right. ready for prom. Um, however, the things I noticed, and I'm not a big ball guy, but I could tell this: his footwork, his technique, his fundamentals is the most sound thing I've ever seen for an eighteen-year-old ever so what i think is really cool about him is that it's obvious that the manning family whoever trains him or practices or we all, okay, whoever we all know be. archie's out there hobbling around showing him how it's done come on uh, anyways archie was not there if anybody's asking archie was not but there. neither was peyton or eli so. everybody keeps asking that question none of them were there except cooper cooper and the wife mom and dad and friends anyway um what I like about this is that it's so clear, and I respect this about the Mannings, is Eli Manning, not really a runner, right? No. Nope. And Peyton Manning, definitely, definitely not, not a runner. runner. 
Okay. It's clear that the Mannings had a, like a realization that they said, listen, if our, like the future is the quarterback with unbelievable mobile footwork in the pocket and outside the pocket. And our kids got to be that. And it's obvious that they have practiced that and it's worked. And I appreciate that because he could have easily come in here looking like every other Manning that's ever set foot on the turf. And I think most of us would have been like, okay, cool. Like, I think we would have been more excited, but he's a different, he's a different, he's a different Manning. And I think he's the first of his kind in the Manning family. He can throw the ball really well, but his footwork, I mean, he, he's not, he's not a statue, man. He can move. But here's, he can here's move. the thing. Here's the thing. Think about who his dad is. Everyone says Cooper was the most athletic Manning and would have had the best career had True. it not been for his injury. And he wasn't a quarterback. Remember this. He was a wide receiver. So that speed's already there genetically. It's and so and it's, yeah, they yeah. just they just honed it and brought it out because I because I really don't think Peyton really were born with speed ever. They were probably more Peyton like Peyton was definitely not. Yeah. They, Peyton looks like you know when you put like have you ever seen that you know that office episode where what's his face puts his feet in the tissue boxes yeah and, yeah that's what Peyton looks like when he runs <laughs> you know what the do the let's still, do, still do. score on the bootleg against the Cowboys I love he watching. sure did I still I love watching that play and it, you know what you know what he did and it took every ounce of effort for him to do so and congratulations to Peyton Manning but what I like like Arch Manning it was he's. He's quick, man. He's a better runner than in, than Quinn, and I don't think Quinn's got like no I crappy agree. feet. I don't think I think Quinn can run the ball. Malik Murphy can clearly run the ball, and also Malik Murphy can bulldoze over people. Arch Manning is like he's swift, man. Like he's quick, and he can. I mean, it's it's crazy. I hate. To he's say got it. a complete skill set. I hate to say it. Don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't turn the podcast off. What I'm about to say. He reminds me a little bit of Baker Mayfield. He's better. Oh, he's probably better than Baker. He's, he's going to end up being. He's, he's going to end up being better than Baker Mayfield. But the way he can run, the way he's mm-hmm. quick and can scoot around stuff, he's not as fast as Kyler Murray. He's not as small as Kyler no, no, Murray. No, no. Um, Thank God. He's six four. Yeah, like he's six four. He's moving and he's like being a... swift and stuff. Baker was only six one, I think. So like this guy's he's a bigger, yeah. better Baker Mayfield or Johnny, even Johnny Manziel. Kind of, he kind of reminds me of Johnny Manziel the way he's the way he runs. And but the fact that he was able to, you know, he had great pocket presence. He was able to get out of the pocket, throw on the run. Yeah, he threw a lot of passes out of bounds. And the media, media sucks. By the way, I hate the media, and I'm part of the media. <laughs> That, oh no, Arch isn't going to start. He's going to transfer. No, they knew he was going to redshirt, folks. Come on now. He's going to get a year in this program under Sarkeesian to learn and grow. Holy cow, watch out if he wins the starting job next year, depending on if Quinn stays, if Malik stays, yada yada, blah blah blah. It's not even there yet. But yeah. holy cow, a year under his belt and then he still gets four years? I'm. Ooh, yeah, ooh. It's, I think people are jealous that he's there They're because jealous. one. One, it is impressive to always see the name Manning across your team's jersey. I mean, it looks so good, especially with the 16. It was it was awesome. He's big, too. He's not as big as Malik, but he is definitely the biggest. He's the second biggest quarterback on the team right. by far. And he moves better than I think anybody. Uh, I didn't get to see Malik didn't like do too much running, like crazy running. Um, but we know what he brings to the table. I mean, that's no question. And so I think that Arch is right there with Malik, and it's 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 crazy because I think a lot of people were like, didn't like they knew it was kind of there, but I don't think they expected it to be that good. Like this guy can, this guy can get y'all like eighty yards if he needs to, and I think that's like what is so cool. And he's just gonna be one of those guys that he's everything you said about Baker Mayfield, Johnny Menzel. I would say at least five times better than that. Like he's everything that they possess. Like. 10 times better in skill wise than that. So that's, we got one, man. We got him. We, we got one. We got him. So we got two. We got three. So Charles Wright, we got four. Cole Lord, we got five. I mean, I don't know. Like, we, so, so final thought, we're in a good spot. I'll say this, and this is what I wanted to come to, is that I know everybody gets tired every year. And some years, it's not warranted we do it accidentally. But I know everybody gets tired of us drinking this burnt orange Kool-Aid, talking about, you know, we're going to do this and this and this and this. But, Joe, 
how could you not when you're watching this team? They're they're good. They're just good. They're good. They're the. I think. I don't think it's that like outlandish to say that they're the most talented team in the Big Twelve, especially like when I look at the schedule. I mean, they're playing Baylor, Kansas, then they go play Oklahoma, and they play Houston, BYU, K State, TCU, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. Uh, TCU doesn't even like TCU's guys have transferred. Their max is not going to be on the team anymore. K State. I'm not sure that they're even like that could have been a one-time situation. Obviously, BYU and Houston still trying to figure their stuff out. Kansas ended up being basically where they were. Baylor's not good. Tech, yeah. Iowa State might be interesting, but like there's there's they're head and shoulders more talented than anybody else in this Big 12. And I that's why I think that you get these like drinking the Kool-Aid narratives because I think I texted you and said, like, anything below 10 wins is a complete failure. This team yep. is that good. ESPN's FPI has us in the playoff. See? It's not just us, folks. It's not just the Bevo boys. I know. Everyone's sick of it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, speaking of Kansas State, Iowa State, do we want to confirm it? We want to confirm it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully in. We'll, we'll confirm it. I yeah, will be going in. to my first ever Texas regular season home game at DKR. <laughs> On November fourth, that's right, folks. You will see the Bevo boys. You'll see together. the together, yeah, together, in the upper decks because I gotta fly down there from Nebraska. So uh, unless we get a good deal on some tickets, if everyone knows anyone with good deals on good tickets, <laughs> please right. hit us up because I would like good seats. At the same time, though, I think there's really not a bad seat in that place. So not when you're watching your team win. I'm good. Yeah. And and if then, we're as far as as high as high and far as Arch and Quinn can throw the ball, I might be able to catch one up there. So. <laughs> so. And then as gracious as Creighton is hosting me, I will be hosting him 2 weeks later. We will be in Ames, Iowa for Iowa State and we are I am already planning on a night game. I'm looking at hotels 100%. in Omaha because I don't want to drive 4 hours like <laughs> Same day, it's better to just go halfway the night before than halfway in the morning and spend the day in Ames doing God knows what there is to do in Ames. But it's going to be... What is there to do in Ames? It's going to be a night game. It's the last It's the last Texas game in Ames. It's going to be a night game. There is no yeah, way in hell they do Blackout jerseys. Blackout jerseys, yada, yada, so on and so forth. But It'll be all that. What is the Mid-American Energy Field is where we will be ah. at the Jack Trice Stadium. Yep, Jack Trice. And that, that is, again, and the uppity ups, however uppity up they are, because uh, it's expensive to fly up here and drive to Iowa from Grand Island. Nebraska. Oh, so. The third best thing to do in Ames, oh. Iowa, is go to the Alluvial Brewing Company. There you go, Joe. Okay, we're going. We're, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, there you go. Remember how I said in the last podcast I wasn't drinking again? I think everybody and their mother knew that that was a fake, a fake out. I will say. Okay, now I will say I am drinking a lot less. So be semi proud of me. Crazy. So that's funny that you say that because I was watching a YouTube video. It's Coachella week. Oh, second okay, week yeah. happy day happy coachella week to anybody who practices but anywho i was watching a youtube video and this guy was going around the most expensive uh camping area of the festival like these guys that he's talking to have spent like 30 upwards of thirty thousand dollars on their camping sites uh on their tents for the three days you know so either these guys have a ton of money or they're having somebody pay for it but let alone most of them are pretentious, right? right? Anyways, this one guy goes, this is what you sound like. This one guy goes, he goes, he goes, how'd you get so fit? And the guy that the, like the interviewer said that in the interviewee goes, oh, he goes, well, I quit, I quit drinking on the weekdays. He goes, but I do it during the week, the weekends and I, it works out I, just I fine. For me. I just don't say that. I've admitted I do drink sometimes. Now it does happen to be mostly on weekends now, but I mean, you know, I'm not going to be like that. And he probably works out. I don't really work out. I'm walking with weights. He's also from, he was like from Sweden, apparently. Oh, so that probably God. Helps. Ugh. Whatever, <laughs> man. Go eat your Swedish fish. Jerk. Do I think that Texas can beat Alabama at home? After watching the orange and white game, I do. Okay. I like that. I really do. I like that final thing. And they're, I think they're head and shoulders better than Oklahoma. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm excited for that as well. Last thing, Creighton graciously got me a 
burn orange polo at sure the did. co-op he, along with his manic jersey and i think what you got a sweet 16 jersey because creighton does all the editing if you didn't know and so i said you know as a token of appreciation and as a good friend i said i will get you whatever you'd like as long as it's not more than what 30 40 50 50 you said 50 bucks I said 50 he, he got a sweet 16 shirt that's what i wanted i wanted to because lord knows it's hard enough to get back to one of those the fire cell was interesting now that you mention it it was yeah, weird thank, to, thank like, you creighton for not getting me a cotton polo yeah no that was it was rough <laughs> and i was like i was like i was like listen i was like i could wait for the to go to the co-op or i could just for the sake of being at this fire cell i could get what here. was cheaper I was like, nope, what was cheaper not gonna do it. actually i'm thinking i think the the cotton one by like I think that one was like thirty five. I think it was like thirteen. Oh, cool! I, I could have saved thirteen. It wasn't. And yeah, won a yeah, cotton was. polo. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't substantial, and so it was weird because the fire cell was like literally like a bunch of like football gear too. Really? Like oh yeah, oh, yeah. You know it's team issued stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. Like... You know what was cool was they had the jerseys. The uh, that they don't sell those. The scru- right. the with the yeah. scruffed up. Oh, why would sleeves. you ever get? That? I mean, what's gonna? Oh hang no, it exactly. Out? Yeah. I was like, it was cool to look at, but I was like, why would I ever buy one? I mean, you could frame it, hang it up. Tons, tons of Golden State stuff. Really? I'm dead serious. Golden State Warriors? Oh. There was like jerseys. Not even Kevin Durant jerseys. Oh. Like Steph Curry jerseys. Oh. Yeah. Very Steph weird. Steph Curry, famous Texas alumni. <laughs> yeah. Favorite, famous Texas alumni all the way from playing in Ohio. He, he <laughs> Somehow. And I, that was really weird. The fire cell was great. I thought the, uh, thought that was, I, I just wanted to note that, that I've never seen that before, but I thought that was a hit. Uh, I wish they would do that more because like it was clear that like everybody really enjoys like looking at the team issued stuff and so like if you're a fan I will say this if you're a fan of sleeveless jerseys fire sells where it's at for you not even That's sleeveless so jerseys stupid. sorry I'm sorry sleeveless sleeveless shirts oh, like sleeveless the shirts. Nike Pro Elite oh okay and okay. Yeah, that's. I thought, you, I, th- I thought you were talking about that. It was like if you are a fan and you're wearing a scrunchy jersey, you are lame. <laughs> you are so lame. Uh, I do. I do laugh at the person who was who buys those and like wears those. I can't imagine that. Like I said, I frame it. I just frame it. Frame yeah, it. I would get it signed, frame it, because they did do autographs. By the way, did you get autographs? Shows you what i did not i'll tell you why one, they changed it. They're not doing it after the game anymore. Probably oh, because it took too dang long. That was bad. Second of all, yeah. Second of all. um yeah, now it's in the now it's in the morning, but the line was so. I hope this will probably just make sense to people that have been there. It makes sense to you, um, on the side where Bevo Boulevard is. Yeah. So it started. That's where they were doing it, right where the uh, or where all that memorial stuff is with the statues and the stones and everything with the names on it. Right. They were doing it there. It turns to the right, so it goes across the north side of the of the of DKR, and then it goes all the way down uh and it gets like and it starts go, like it's going deep into the campus now that's how long the line was oh my god it was like it's it, kids these guys are excited they're excited because arch was there i mean every, i mean it, it's a good time to be a longhorn and god they have such a golden opportunity to really do something and they can profit off of it so well if they just don't go eight and five like that's the thing that's the thing <laughs> That is... We thing. could sell so much merch if we just win 10 games. <laughs> just win like, a Big 12. Yes. Yeah, win seriously. the last Big 12, damn it. Win the last... We're sitting one. on a golden egg. So, what? Oh, by the way, oh. I gotta keep saying that. This is my last one. Okay. It's officially called the Farewell Tour. They're selling t-shirts called the Farewell oh, Tour. that's cool. I can have, I can so that's what we're going to be calling it. I have to get one whenever we go down there. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so, yeah, they keep this in the back pocket. It's a long ways away, but uh, Kansas State games, if you see two guys in Manning jerseys, because we're both probably going to wear I will be wearing jerseys. the Manning jersey. We're going to gonna match. It's going to be so cute. It's going to be so cute. And one of them will be carrying the other, probably. <laughs> Shut up, man. Well, so Megan invited us to her tailgate. I'm going to have a good time. Like, she was there. She, she was? Yeah, well, yeah, I she was I didn't see there, her, yeah. but she was, she was there. She acted yeah. like she was there. Yeah. yeah. I, what, they travel? Oh, you mean the Kansas State? Oh, she'll be in she'll Iowa be in State Ames one. too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. She already said. She already told me. She already texted me. She said, "We're getting ready to hang out in Austin and Ames." And I was like, "Bet." Okay. So. so I will be carrying Joe. That's fine. I'm used to no, it. No, I, I think I'm driving for Ames. So because you're not no, you are. Yes. Yeah, so there is no carrying in Ames. There is <laughs> merely stumbling. 
and then two hours later sobering up. So, anyways, we'll finish on that note. And again, you can find us on Twitter at Bevo Boys, Bevo underscore Boys underscore Pod dot. Uh, not dot com. Uh, that's Jesus. on Twitter. There's no blue check mark. There was never a blue check mark. Who cares? <laughs> we're free um, agents. What else is new? <laughs> uh, it you, sounds like we're in shambles. We're not actually in shambles. We're not actually in shambles. It's just been a while. We're just fine. Hope everything, you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed same. it. We'll be back with more content whenever we get more content. Because what spring football is over now too. It always culminates in spring game, right? Yeah. Now we're gonna go back to our. We'll have to go back to our. Uh, movie reviews and we'll have to do another uh, we'll have to do another team draft i was watching draft day today and i realized how bad of a movie that was anyway oh my uh we're gonna talk about that anyways the eyes of texas are always upon you and hopefully.